anyone in this flexible pay space will see this, that will be the legacy of this industry is that people are able to take more charge of their finances, they choose to act differently, sure. they choose to behave differently and that means they can get themselves out of debt by, by doing more shifts because they get an instant reward for doing that and it means that they have access to money early. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast with your host Nick Day of JGA Recruitment, Specialist Payroll Recruiters. Hello and welcome to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day from James Gray Associates and today on the podcast I am joined by CEO and co-founder of WageStream, Peter Griffith. Peter is the man behind the startup business that promises to kill off the payday loan sector and end the payday poverty cycle. WageStream aims to achieve this by working with employers to give its employees the power to stream their earned wages into their accounts whenever they need it through a simple instant app effectively ending the need for people to take on high-cost, short-term debt when they face unexpected financial obligations. Now, for those unfamiliar with Peter Griffith, let me bring him into focus for you. Peter is an incredibly successful entrepreneur who has a proven track record in growing, managing, and scaling high-growth global tech businesses. For example, Peter founded Living Social, taking it from zero to 100 million revenue business with over 300 employees. Before that, he built and sold a company to Microsoft, which produced the best quarterly post-acquisition metrics in Microsoft history. Peter's businesses are featured in the Sunday Times Tech Track 100 Ones to Watch, Wired Europe's 100 Hottest Startups, and Forbes' Hottest Global Startups. Wagestream, Peter's latest business venture, has already received praise from Zuckerberg, Bezos, and Gates, who, following the collapse of Wonga Payday Loans, decided to back Wagestream as a better and more ethical alternative, which eliminates the need for people with bad credit to rely on loans with predatory interest rates. With this in mind, not only do I believe WageStream are offering a next-gen payroll solution, and let's be honest, on the payroll podcast, we like to look to the future, but I also believe it's one with a credible mission statement, which is to eliminate that payday poverty cycle. Exactly how this is achieved, we will discover during the course of this podcast, I hope, but to suffice to say, WageStream essentially allow employees to have the flexibility to stream their earned wages into their accounts whenever they need or want it. So, without further ado, rather than me tell you about the WageStream business and its aims and objectives, I think it's best I leave this to my award-winning guest to enlighten <laughs> us. So, uh, Peter, welcome to the Pearl Podcast. How are you doing? Welcome. Thank you very much for that amazing introduction, Nick. Please go on. Say more. <laughs> Five quick questions. Tell you what, let's kick off. First things first, for those that perhaps aren't familiar with yourself, Peter, tell us a little bit about the journey to date that's led you to becoming founder of WageStream. Yeah, sure. So this it's been a, it's been a quick journey, but we myself and my co-founder it all started when uh, the Wall Street Journal released an article. I think it was in November seventeen, and they were showcasing Walmart, who's the biggest hourly paid employer on earth. We're trying to figure out how to give flexibility in payroll and what that would mean to employee retention and productivity. And we saw that and realised, wow, this technology is starting to emerge. What a fantastic concept! Um, and then we looked at the UK and realised what we already knew, that 85% of people are on monthly pay cycles and therefore put in quite, you know, certainly lower income workers put in positions of stress as you go through a monthly pay cycle. I thought, what a great concept to launch in the UK. Uh, so we put our heads together and um, the rest is history. We really thought, this is, if, if you can give benefits to the employee in terms of reducing their financial stress and giving them access to earnings, that means they don't have to go into any form of debt. And of course, if you can give employers, you know, retention, productivity, recruitment benefits, that sounds like a double win. Sure. Um, my background, I love sort of two-sided marketplaces. If you give benefits to both sides and sit in the middle, then 
you know, it's a, it's a good business to have. Um, and we've realised more and more now since we've we've been on the Wavestream journey, and got into it, that there there really does exist um, millions of workers in the UK in, in work poverty. And if we can solve that to a large degree for them, then it's then it's a, it's a great mission. Fantastic. I've actually got some personal experience on this side. So it's something I'm quite passionate about outside Pearl. My wife used to work for the Toynbee Hall charity. Yes, know them well. Yeah, excellent. So very much charity working on those that are on the uh, the payday to payday cycle. Um, I think my research said there's sort of 13 million um, people living in Britain at the moment in that poverty cycle. Um, so that's from the Joseph yeah, Foundation. Huge, yeah. So huge, huge market. So essentially, then from your perspective, as I understand it, Wagestream aims to end workplace debt. So what does this mean, and how do you plan to achieve that? Yeah, so we, we basically sit in between timekeeping and workforce management and payroll, but what our platform does is allow any worker, whether they're hourly paid or salaried, to have access to their earnings. The important caveat is they must have earned it. Sure. So if I'm a shift worker at a coffee chain and I haven't done any shifts this month, on my Wavestream app, I won't be able to see anything, so I won't be able to draw anything. But if I've done some work and those shifts um, are logged into the system, I can withdraw a portion of that money. Typically, and we work directly with employers who roll this out to their staff. Yeah. So typically, as an employee, a barista in a coffee chain, I'm, I'm able to take 40% of my earnings. And we know that's about the right amount for people to be able to access to avoid them, hopefully going, you know, incurring overdraft fees, credit card debt, or the worst thing in our world is a payday loan. Sure. And the average payday loan is about £260. So it's not thousands. So if you can withdraw some of your earnings and, and, and use that for an unplanned expense as opposed to going into a cycle of debt, which is very difficult to, for a, a lower-income worker to recover from, then you know, you've given them this financial cushion which they can rely on in a month. Sure. Um, and we, you know, it's, it's, it's quite a powerful thing, but also we're seeing the usage now. We've got um, tens of thousands of workers using Waystream on a, on a sort of weekly basis, and we are seeing the usage being there for unplanned expenses. The average withdrawals about £85 and the average usage for people that are on the Wasteland platform they use it a couple of times a month. Great. I mean, you mentioned £260 being the average, but we see on television the huge APRs that go with those payday loans, which are obviously substantially higher. So, Well, the £260 is, is the average of a payday loan that's taken out sure. by UK workers, yeah. yeah. Now, I know for those listening to this, uh, if you're in the payroll industry, because I've been fielding some of these questions already for this podcast, there's going to be a lot of questions going, hey, well, this is going to work because of X or I'm concerned about Y. Uh, rest assured, we are going to address all of those questions a little bit later on in the podcast. I've got some payroll questions ready to ask Peter a little bit later. But before we get there, there's one in four people in the UK at the moment suffering from not just the debt issues, but yeah. mental health issues. Yeah. Um, and public awareness regarding workplace mental health has grown, and many employees are still experiencing numerous challenges when it comes to supporting employee mental health and well-being. Obviously, debt and mental health, there is a, a quite a clear relationship. If you are struggling in the debt cycle, then it can affect your mental health and mental well-being. From your perspective, Peter, how can Wagestream help improve employer performance in this area? Yeah, I think we, we, there's a huge link. There's a massive correlation between mental health and financial health. Um, you know, we, we also know financial stress isn't a linear stress in, 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 within a pay cycle, especially if you're on a monthly pay cycle. It goes up exponentially at the end of the month. Sure. Um, and if you haven't got access to... Um, any money in those times and you, you have something you have to pay for then your stress levels are just going to be much higher and that leads to all other areas you know mental health is impacted um, in work you know products like absenteeism at work comes in like all these other elements your relationship can suffer yeah. everything around you financial health does create a huge sort of burden on people and it's just accentuated with longer pay cycles um, and that's why you know we know that 
giving people better financial health and trying to sort of even out or stream people's wages means that certainly productivity and retention go up. And I think better financial health, yes, is an obvious link to 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 retention. What we didn't see at the beginning was the productivity gain sure. that you get when you link. You know, like I'll go and cut the neighbour's lawn, get ten pounds for that as a child. There's a tangible link between pay and reward. Yeah. When we bring that back into um, into someone that's gone and gone a monthly job or one monthly pay cycle, they do more shifts and they act differently. And that's a re- that's been a really great benefit of of us launching Wagestream. I think anyone in this flexible pay space will see this. That will be the legacy of this industry: is that people are able to take more charge of their finances. They choose to act differently. Sure. They choose to behave differently, and that means they can get themselves out of debt by by doing more shifts because they get an instant reward for doing that and it means that they have access to money earlier. Well, essentially they're not sat at their desk worried about how to pay their bills, they can actually focus on their work. Because exactly, yeah. And um, I think there's a lot of stigma around financial stress. People, a lot of companies we work with, we realise that people don't like talking about it. Sure. Um, you're not educated in any type of budgetary or, or financial awareness. No one gets taught that at school. And then you go and get a proper job and you expect it to be you know, a master of budgetary for 30 days. and We've realised, I think, over time that paying people in lump sums and then expecting them to go through a month, you know, very carefully budgeting, it's just a pipe dream. Um, is there technology now that can help people and make things more visible and, and make them make better decisions? We think so. And as you mentioned earlier, they don't take, they don't get access to all of their funds in one go. It's a percentage of their earnings. Well, yeah, I mean, I think one of the early issues we had with businesses, they were like, wait a minute, if I give staff access to daily earnings or they get paid as you go, they're going to be down the pub every day or go sure. and gamble it away. And we were like, well, okay, that's a bit of a paternalistic attitude from um, UK employers. But nevertheless, it is a concern for employers that their staff, and rightly so, have money left at the end of the month. You know, if you are on a monthly pay cycle, your direct debits will be there. So we typically now, we, so on one side we have an app, but on the other side, all the controls sit with the employer. And we typically allow employees take about 40% of their earnings. But they right. can also control how many, the employee control how many times they do it, the amount they can do it. But that's enough for them to have that buffer to stop them going into any form of debt, and that's what we want. So there's actually a key piece of uh, employer responsibility then in how they manage the Yeah, it is, system. and I think, you know, we work, obviously we're connected to timekeeping, we need to understand the hours worked for every employee, so it's important we have a relationship with the employer. And also the important thing is here that we are, fund, any withdrawal an employee makes in a month, we funded that as wage stream. So we need to have a relationship sure. with the employer to understand who's, you know, who's employed, who isn't, who's left, who hasn't, and that sort of thing. But ultimately, yes, we believe the responsibility absolutely should sit with the employer. And I think employers realise that more and more now, um, mental health, physical health, financial health, if employee employer takes more responsibility to that and they see the benefits of that, yeah. then they should, they, sh- they should pay for it or they should put resource into it and they should understand it because the benefits are huge. Sure. For have, to have a, a, you know, a healthy, unfinancially stressed um, you know, your employee base creates a lot better retention, happier workforce, and just a better place to be. Absolutely, totally agree. And actually, we witnessed quite a few developments recently that have helped sort of raise the profile of mental health problems. We've had the publication of the Business and the Communities National Employee Mental uh, Wellbeing Survey. We've had the Mental Health Toolkit for Employers, which was launched in 2016. Uh, the Prime Minister's January 2017 announcement of an independent report on the company's actions to support mental health. Um, and obviously the charity Minds introduction of the first workplace wellbeing index as well. So it kind of all ties in with, with what's happening at an um, a industry-wide level, I guess. No, totally, and, and, and that's been fantastic. I mean, mental health, there's a big stigma around that as well. We're obviously in the financial health space. 
we know people won't go and ask for advances if they need it. They sure. don't want to admit to even friends or family they've got issues. Um, that all leads into mental health. So all these things being brought to light not only gets people to understand what their workforce are going through, but also hopefully means they, they try and find meaningful solutions to that, for sure. So presumably one of the um, objections to growth or um, bumps in the road, if you like, for yourself, will lie with the corporate's understanding that they have a responsibility as well for the people in, in debt that within it, sort of with, for the employees they have on their payroll that are in debt. At what point do you think that corporates will start to recognise that it's their responsibility and there is apps, apps like Waystream Solution that can improve mental health? Do you think employers are taking enough corporate responsibility? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a, we're, we're creating a new category really with what we're doing, us and others. So there's, there's obviously an onus on us to educate people as well. Sure. If, I, if you ask me, do I think you know, HQs in corporates have a full understanding of some of the financial issues and mental health issues of their workforce, I'd say that's probably not the case. I think, I mean, I didn't realise this when we started as well, but we work with, you know, numerous charities um, like Joseph Roundtree, like the Society Capital, to sort of understand what the poverty premium actually means and how many people are living in in-work poverty. And, you know, in large organisations, it's not uncommon for 50 or 60% of their workforce to have taken a payday loan in that last, you know, three-month period or whatever. Wow. It's very commonplace. Um, we know payday loan companies are preying on the fact that, you know, people in a monthly pay cycle are stressed the week before payday. Sure. Most payday loans are taken out between five to nine days before the payroll starts, and we know that they 5x their marketing spend then. It's an ugly business. I'm, I, I, we, we, I'm pretty confident that most um, business owners do not realise that is going on. And, if, and, and if, if they knew there was technology available to stop that happening there'd be much more wider adoption of this, I think. Because it is, it is a crime almost how many people are using short-term high-interest credit solutions. Sure. And if you are on lower income, um, you know, the ability for you to pay that back is almost you know, impossible. And therefore, of course, you end up paying three or four X what you originally borrowed. Absolutely. Um, I didn't realise it was actually as widespread as you just mentioned. So from that side, what's been working with those charities? What's been the biggest um, surprising stat, if you like, that's come out of the work that you're doing? You know, since launching Wage, launching Wage Stream, what's been the one thing that actually I never knew it was? I think I think just the Joseph Randall like the, the poverty premium that exists. So if you you know if you are a lower income worker, the more you pay for stuff that other people just do not pay for is, yeah. is horrendous. So I live in a certain area, I pay more on insurance. I, I don't have a I can't haven't got enough credit to get a direct debit on my mobile phone, so I'm paying double for pay as you go. I use an electricity key, so my electricity bill is 1.5 bigger than the millionaire that lives down the road. And I haven't got access. I haven't got a good credit history, or haven't got you know the access to that. I can't give a bank that information, so therefore they won't lend to me at two percent interest. But a Wonga of the world will lend to me at thousand percent interest. Sure. That's just you know that's for someone, especially when someone's working and has um, you know employment history. That shouldn't be the case. And it's it's not it's it's around that that whole poverty thing has been a real eye opener for us. Actually, you're punished for being. Lower, lower income and, and poorer and that shouldn't be and you were punished on numerous different fronts and certainly when it comes to debt you really are you know at the lower end of the scale for what people you know would deem to be fair sure sure absolutely agree so to bring it back to payroll for a moment obviously payroll itself is an incredibly stressful profession um, 
anyone working in pay will tell you they're stressed, they've got deadlines to meet, they've got big sums of money, difficult stakeholders, challenging legislation to, to, to handle. If I'm a payroll manager or I'm a business owner, perhaps listening to this payroll podcast right now, how would you recommend they approach implementing new technology such as WageStream into their payroll operation? Yeah, no, I totally, look, we deal with a lot of payroll, payroll professionals and I totally appreciate they, there's a huge amount of admin. They're, on, they're always on the tight time scales just because every yeah. pay cycle, you know, the worst thing in the world is people not being paid. I don't sure. think people realise that. So their job is actually, is, is a very important part. Um, our technology is, you know, we connect to timekeeping, we, we don't actually change the payroll process. I think that's been really important. So as a payroll professional, you know, can you have a big impact on um, the workforce? Well, it's huge because nothing's bigger than getting paid. Sure. Um, we believe flexibility in a payroll cycle is massively impactful on retention and productivity. And that should all be, you know, payroll professionals should be looking at that and saying, okay, you know, we're an important part of the organisation. Can we really, you know, is there technology available to really push massive drivers in the organisation of productivity and retention, which saves the organisation millions of pounds? They should be looking at those solutions. Um, and look, choose ones that are easy to implement and don't take, don't change everything you're doing or add more admin, because I don't think that's a world any payroll professional sure. wants to live in. So from your perspective, actually, if I'm a payroll manager, this is a really good opportunity to raise your hand and go, look, we're bringing this solution into play actually this is not just going to impact our employees from a mental health perspective and the limited pay leave cycle which is, which is obviously part of your mission statement but actually it's going to help HR because it's going to improve retention which you mentioned because as you say mental health is, is reduced and people get access to money more it's also a bit of a branding proposition that perhaps other competitors aren't offering totally so it's a really good opportunity for payroll people to put themselves in the limelight a little bit I think so absolutely I mean this is uh, you know we know the businesses that we work with that have, that have implemented this have, they've, the, the employees bar none have, have just loved having access to this and they've they've given all the kudos back to the company and the directors and everyone that put it in and absolutely payroll you know payroll professionals should be looking at this as, as, as being fundamental to how they can actually help some of their workforce um, and also you know the other side of it outside of the benefits are if, if a payroll professional has to if you know if you're doing a lot of advances to staff or, or staff are asking for money before payday which I know a lot of companies do facilitate yeah. in order to keep people going and get them into work and stuff you, with a wage stream you never have to do another advance again um, that is done so because that's that's reduce the workload. it should reduce the admin um, the way we, we don't touch the payroll process that exists it's important that still exists as a fundamental part of the com- as a, co- a process in the company but this is something that can definitely massively help retention of productivity great now obviously today I'm the host of the payroll podcast but for those uh, regular listeners, you'll know my day-to-day profession is working as a payroll recruiter for JJ Recruitment. The reason I mention this is I did a couple of talks for the CIPP, which is the Chartered Institute, on things like employee engagement and retention, and you've mentioned it a couple of times today. Can I ask what, if, there, if there are any tangible results that you can talk about where you've seen people using the WageStream solution actually boosting things like motivation you've mentioned productivity but are there any stats that we've got that can perhaps yeah so no totally yeah so we've got a we've got an install base of of sort of just 45 just over 45,000 now um, and we're rolling out companies all the time so and think about this logically actually because it's quite interesting and we didn't realize this at the beginning you know I can work as a waiter in a well-known restaurant chain today um, it's the end of February by the way it depends when you listen to this um, I will not not now see my wages all my tips in some cases till the 31st of March there's a huge disconnect there sure. between the work I've done and the reward I get so it's natural if you give that tangible link back people will act differently um, we had a company um, called you know up north called Key Security he, he, he had an issue with 
with giving people overtime um, because people wouldn't take overtime shifts and he, his 24-hour business security he's had a lot of overtime available. He allowed, um, he said to his workers, okay, I'm going to allow you to take 100% of your overtime income with Wavestream if you do an overtime shift. Um, and since then, you know, about four months ago, his overtime is full. His overtime shifts are full. People wow. have called him up now for more overtime. It's so the they, can time they can only draw down the overtime? They can only draw down the overtime on the basics really interesting that that's created a massive incentive to do overtime so not only is it overtime shifts all full but people want to do more than sure. they did before um, we've also got some bigger clients eight to ten thousand person organizations the data we see is showing wage stream enrolled is doing 22 percent more shifts than non wow. so therefore people's behavior is changing based on the their, them being able to access money early so if i wanted to do something with you this weekend nick i may do another shift on Friday, or I've got a bill I need to pay, um, then, I'll, then I'll, you know, I'll go and get another shift. And I think our access to timekeeping software is important here, because once we launch open banking into the app and we understand someone's spend, we'll be able to go, hey, we know you've you know, you spent 300 pounds more over Christmas, you know, because it was obviously Christmas, we've taken the liberty of booking five more shifts for you. If you consent to do that, you'll be in the black at the end of the month, not in the red. So you can come up with these like financial Fitbit type concepts, okay. which visibly show people how to get to better financial health, which again, as we know, impacts every area of their life. So that goes far beyond my understanding of my research past the podcast. Yeah, now this is secret stuff we're giving yeah, out. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think the overtime thing's brilliant. I mean, obviously, putting, keeping my recruitment hat on for a moment, if I was representing two positions at the same time, and I've got a candidate who was on the fence both positions give great propositions, but one company can say, you work your overtime, you earn it as you work it, and the other one doesn't. Oh, it's, it's a huge difference, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think there's a lot of retailers as well that um, have a huge amount of overtime available, huge amount of overtime that isn't filled by their current pool of staff, so they have to go and contract out or get third parties in, which for them is far more expensive than sure. a current member of staff doing that overtime. So. Giving, you don't have to increase the overtime wage, but just giving people real-time access to overtime is a massive driver and incentive for people to do more overtime, and why shouldn't it be? Fantastic, so it's not just a enhancing retention, it's brand attraction as well, it's a real totally. sort of selling point, yeah. fantastic. Um, so, we're gonna go, go and find out a bit more about yourself, Peter, before we go into the harder Good. questions, which I've got set up from payroll professionals. <laughs> we're gonna tackle some of those, so don't go away. We've got um, the questions that the payroll managers want answered coming up after this. But first, we're gonna find out a little bit more about you. So just a quick break to say, if you haven't heard the latest song yet, My Payroll Career, it's all about payroll. Here's a quick snippet, available now on iTunes or Amazon Play. Enjoy. You see, I love payroll, and payroll loves me. I don't mind liaising with HMRC. I love manual payments and calculating SMB. Yeah, payroll is the career for me. That was My Payroll Career, available now in iTunes and Amazon Play. Right, back to the podcast. Time to find out more about you. So, number one, how would your friends describe you and how would your work colleagues describe you? Oh, how would my friends describe me? Oh, I don't see where many of my friends at the moment. That's what happens when you have kids and you work in a startup. <laughs> um, but I think, no, I think people would normally describe me as um, enthusiastic, uh, quite mission-driven, fast-talking, but very sort of dedicated, hard-working that's probably what they're saying. That would be work colleagues, I hope. Okay. Or hopefully someone that they enjoy working with, because I think that's the main thing about any business. You've got to enjoy life as well. And I think if everyone's on a good mission, then that, that definitely helps. I think this could be the first podcast, so I'm going to have to slow down. <laughs> Both yeah. of us talk so far. You, can, you, can't, you, you can go to a half, I've noticed. You know, normally you can go up to 1.5 yeah. if someone's slow. You can go down to a half. They're, slow down. Slow. They're winning. <laughs> so can you tell me something about you that perhaps other people don't know about you? Yeah, I hold the world record for the most number of cricket balls hit in under a minute. 
Wow, really? What's the number? It was about 23. And I've realised, and I think I've realised something about world records. As long as you're prepared to do all the admin beforehand, you can pretty much break anything, apart from 500 metres, of course. There's a lot of records It's a huge record, huge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's probably the most spurious, outlandish record ever. But I, I trust me, anyone can break any records as long as you find one niche enough that no one else is willing to do. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so it's slightly a bit different uh, on the podcast. We do this with everyone we interview. You're abducted by aliens. You want to learn more about our species. What item would you take with you? A cricket bat. Cricket bat? Why a cricket bat? Because once you explain to an alien what a cricket bat's for and the rules of the game, their, their heads would implode and they would drop you straight back on Earth and disappear forever. <laughs> That's a little takeover alien. So these nasty aliens are good aliens. They're nasty aliens, that would be well, good. Be they they just well. would not understand the concept and why would they? It's, I guess stupid, it's could, a stupid game. You could use it as a weapon if you need yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, the most popular answer is an iPad, I thought so. No, they don't want, they've got better technology. They came, to the, they came to the planet in a spaceship, they don't want to see my iPad. But a cricket bat, I think I could flummox them enough and get through. Yeah. That's what a top fintech CEO recognises, <laughs> you see. You haven't spotted that thing before. <laughs> What game or instrument, you may have answers already in cricket, what game or instrument would you teach them? Oh, what game or instrument? Um, oh, that's a good one. I think a good game of Cluedo. Cluedo? Cluedo, just, yeah, that can go on for hours. Buy me some time before I decide <laughs> to use a cricket bat on it. Excellent. What would you tell them about humans? Um, I would tell them humans will continue to make the same mistakes every 10 years or so. So okay. just as long as you're willing to wait and be patient, watch the cycle of man, it's the same. Um, every 10 years, same mistakes made. And what truth or, or human trait would you hold back? Um, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't tell, it depends, if it, I'm just presuming these are bad aliens because you always assume they are, that um, humans have some sort of kindness within them that comes out occasionally which no one will ever be able to understand but you see it occasionally, it's nice. I wouldn't tell them that. <laughs> Good stuff. Five technical questions. Well, we're going to dive back into some of the payroll questions. As I mentioned, I've spoken to quite a few payroll managers about WageStream. It seems to be quite a hot topic in the market at the moment. Good. If I'm honest, I'm going to be frank, not all the news coming back has been positive. And that's mainly, I think, due to misunderstanding, but we'll, we're going to tackle that. Um, I think ultimately there are four fundamental concerns. I'm going to tackle them on. Yeah, let's do it. Starting number one. First, and probably the biggest concern I've heard is related to the possibility that if employees have access to pay earlier in the payment cycle, then effectively this could have an impact on their ability to budget correctly, leaving them short for when the end of month, which is the more serious debts, arguably like your rent or your mortgage payment might be due. So with this in mind, what safeguards have WageStream put in place that would protect the situation from occurring? Yeah, that's a good question. So, it's fun. so this, the major safeguard is that the employer sets how the percentage that their staff can take out in net income, in net wages, sorry, the amount of times they can use it and the monetary amount they can take out each yep. time. So those controls are there and typically, and most people don't worry about the, the amount, it's more about, okay, what percentage, and normally that's set at about 40%. We've also got controls in the app so, so users can set their own settings as well and make that lower than the, than the company. The truth is though, what we see in, in reality is that it's not overused, it is used for the right reason, which is unplanned expenses. We've got quite a large user base now, we're constantly in-app monitoring and asking them uh, questionnaires as well. We now, you know, this is as of last week, we know 38% of our users are using us to stop taking payday loans, which is fantastic for us, exactly what we designed the platform for. Absolutely. So 
I yes, that we are, we appreciate that you don't want everyone taking out all their income and then not being able to pay back bills. But that is set in the settings, um, and the reality is people are you know they're using it for unplanned expenses, which is the main thing. Um, and and having that financial cushion actually tends to make people more responsible rather than less responsible, sure. which has been an interesting learning for us. So, something I found out. I'm going to mention it here. When I found out, I was speaking to Georgie, who's um, in, in your marketing team here. But I assumed that there must be an interest rate of sorts for the wage stream app. But actually, if I'm correct in thinking, your business model is works by you charge employees just £1.75? Yeah, so every time an employee does a withdrawal, we charge them £1.75, um, regardless of the amount. So if it's £500 to take out 1000 sure. or 100 it's £1.75. If they use it, you know, in the extreme cases, if someone's used it more than 10 times a month, we don't charge them anymore. We've got no interest in, in doing that. But the reality, it's like, it's like it's a very similar to an ATM charge. That covers all our faster payments. The money's in their account in four seconds. We facilitated that withdrawal as well, by the way. So an employer holds on to their cash flow, which is yeah. important for them as well. Um, so all those things mean that, you know, the product's in use for the right reasons. We're seeing, you know, and it's helping people. And I think the worst thing that can happen to an employee is not have access to, a, to an interest-free product and go and get a payday loan or go into overdraft or go into credit card debt, those are far more onerous on them than doing this. And presumably the charge is up front, so they haven't got to worry about any future £1.70. Correct. It's it never comes back. It's one-off. We work with the cut. There's no recourse on us with the um, you know, the employee. There's, we're not loaning or providing any form of credit. So our view on this is it's, it's there when they need it. And the far worse situation is, which is happening to thousands and thousands of workers on a daily basis, they're going to pay their loans, they've got no other recourse. And that sure. is a horrible world. Yeah, absolutely agree. So... This kind of leads into the second question that I've had from power managers, which relates to the actual mechanics of how the WageStream application works. And I mentioned a lot of people assume there must be another form of loan somewhere, but we've tackled that a little bit. Yeah. But in order to provide employees with instant power capabilities, how does the WageStream application work? And I guess in addition to the 175 we've just mentioned, is does it does it place any additional debt or financial burden on the employee at all? No, none, none at all. So this is how it works. So we sit in between workforce management and payroll. So we take a feed from workforce management software, whatever that is, and we connect to about 25 different companies at this point, and that shows us every worker, how many hours they've worked and the monetary value of those. And we show them that on the app. We show them 40% of that. So yep. we, know, you know, we, know, we know what we can offer them in terms of what they can withdraw. When we roll out WageStream for the first time, um, an employee will enroll in WageStream, and what we do is we swap their sort code account number and payroll file with a virtual ledger account. It's like a pass-through account. Okay. We're FCA authorized to do this. Um, that sits in payroll file. That's a one-off change. We do nothing else. We never change any payroll process. We don't change any of the current processes a company has. But when the net pay, so as their net pay, when their backs, you know, file is, is sent, the payroll bureau sends the money, when their net pay passes through that ledger account, um, if they have made a withdrawal that month, we take a deduction automatically. Yeah. If they haven't, everything passes through as normal. But the important thing is it's automated, doesn't, it's a one-off change, and you never have to worry about it again. And it doesn't change the process, but you give this amazing benefit to staff that is available from the 1st of the month to the 31st of the month. And I think that's been really important for us because we realised with payroll, as, all, as your audience will know far better than me, it's locked. payroll file is locked generally a week before payday. Sure. And if we were integrated fully into payroll, you wouldn't be able to use WageStream for that final week. And it's that final week that where the most stress comes in a, in, a, in, a, in a worker's life, but the week before payday, right? Because that's when, if, if they haven't got money, that's when it's gonna, they're going to suffer most. Sure, sure. Um, so our platform works every, all day, every month, um, and they can withdraw money 
you know, if, if the back's payment hits their current account at 12.03 or, or between 12 and 1 in the morning, it literally is one second before that they can withdraw money. Fantastic. Um, so that's how it works from an operational point of view. And it just means that it's a one-off change. And where we have, you know, relationships with workforce management and payroll companies, uh, like Forth, who do 70% of hospitality in the UK, is completely automated. So yeah. there's no manual work for a payroll uh, professional to do it all. Which is actually answers my third question, which is one of the ah. concerns I had back, there we go, which is, you know, what's the potential impact that it could have on payroll department's day-to-day workload? But it sounds to me like, if anything, it could reduce it because it takes away the, the advanced payment process that often people have to do yeah, people are So, short. so you, you know, and I, we've got a number of companies that, that one of the primary reasons for implementing WayStream was they had such an admin burden on advances and they, that's gone. You, sure. you, you'll never have to advance another employee again um, because obviously Waystream offers that. But I think the, the important thing is, yeah, the ad, you know, where, where, as well, where we've got automated solutions like, you know, we work, you know, we've got great solutions with Workday or with Forth. It's all automated. So the pay, you don't even have to manually change payroll files. We can do that through their systems without them having to do it. Okay. Um, we have got customers that still use upload timesheets on this end and they still change bank accounts automatically. Okay, we can deal with those as well. Um, but in, with larger companies, most of it's automated. And that just means we can, we can change those, those files and um, those, the, you know, the, the sort of account number and it's, it's a seamless process. So will it, does that, as a result, be able to take money early? Does it affect the way the payslips generate or distribution? So we don't touch payslips. So you're going to get a pay. So when, let's say I work at, um, I don't know, good example, I work at Starbucks. Um, I download some money from Wagestream. That will come into my account. It will say Starbucks. If I did that mid-month. Sure. When I get my net pay, it comes into my account and says Starbucks. We don't appear on the payslip at all because if we did we'd have to be integrated with payroll yeah so when you use Waystream, at the end of the month you get your end of month statement um the employer's also got that statement you also get emailed every time you do a withdrawal and, and it shows you how it all reconciles so that 100 quid um if your pay slip says a thousand um underneath that says 100 we show you it, it all broken down and because we do all end user support as well through the app through messaging through our 800 number it's very rare we even get a problem with that, to be fair. Most right. people are asking about, oh, I did this shift, that money's not being made available, or that sort of thing, rather than the actual payment. So we, in order to make the service work end-to-end for the 1st to 31st of every month, we, we don't go through payroll. Okay. Yeah, we don't go through on the payroll slip, sorry. Sure, sure, yeah. okay, that makes sense. So the other concern I've had, and obviously we're, I'm very aware, I'm sure you are too, of the amount of work that power people are under. The yes, absolutely. The technology that We've learned a lot more about that, yes. Legislation definitely. and so on. So one of the questions that the, one, a particular power manager brought to the table for me was regarding the potential impact of implementing, as they termed it, yet another new technology into the function. So right now the power industry is trying to get to grips with roboticization, artificial intelligence, even blockchain at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Pushing Don't touch blockchain. <laughs> That's another question. I'll ask you why in a minute. You'll know more as a fintecher. But at the same time, they're also trying to stay up to speed with rapidly changing you know, compliance, legislation so it's fair to say if you work in payroll stress levels are pretty close to breaking point most of the time so to introduce yet another tech product like Wagestream may not sound that appealing so with that in mind can you explain then how complicated the process would be for a payroll manager who does raise a hand and say yes let's bring Wagestream into into our business yeah no it's a very good question I mean we, we engage with a lot of payroll professionals and I've never met one that I've said do you want more work and they've put their hand up please give it to me <laughs> um, under a lot of pressure huge amount of different changes to the industry things happening with legislation with everything around um, you know everything they've got to deal with on a daily basis I'd say and then the other thing that, that you know payroll functionally has had quite a few changes but as a from an employee point of view 
Payroll hasn't changed since payroll began. I, sure. you know, I work, I get my money. Now, behind the scenes, it's been a huge amount of work. Largely, it goes unrecognised with payroll professionals. Um, this is something that will not impact any current process or system of how you run payroll. And everyone has different payroll systems. We yeah. know that because we deal with, with you know, dozens of different companies doing it. But this is something that has a massive impact on the employee. And this is something that you know, a payroll professional can put in without changing their systems. I keep repeating that. But will have a huge impact on the employee base. Um, and that is something that they can, you know, take ownership of. And I think, you know, it's important as a strategic um, implementation in any business. If you can dramatically impact retention, increase that and impact productivity by the way people are paid, that absolutely should be something that gives payroll professionals hero status. Um, and of course, you don't want to put more work in, more project work, running a payroll system intensely, complicated and work intensive. But this is this doesn't do that. And I think a lot of our platform design made sure that we didn't change payroll process because I think if we did we, we wouldn't have any we, we wouldn't have very many clients I should say sure so I mean on the payroll podcast is, I'm always trying to champion the payroll voice at board level do you give access to payroll professionals post implementation um, you know report what kind of reporting do you deliver that they could use to take to board level and say look we introduced wage stream reporting is you know what kind of reports would they get yeah no good, good question so the, the, pay, the, the portal itself um, the management console will show Everything that's happened with Waystream, like the amount of adoption, the amount of usage, the amount that's that's been sent out for withdrawals, yeah. all the graphical analysis of um, you know the the, the 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 productivity gain or retention gain, because we know from connecting to their workforce management tools, our wage stream users acting differently to normal employees yeah. in that in terms of the amount of shifts they've taken everything else so sometimes we're restricted by the amount of access we can get but we can give some very strong indicators that enrollment and usage is driving certain metrics in their business so those things we, we, trend, we tend Great. to show them absolutely so they have access to all that we also know with open banking coming in we'll be able to you know invent this concept called like KYE which is know your employee so it can show the financial health in aggregate of an employee base like wow. how much of your staff could afford a hundred pound unplanned expense um, did you know that um, you give cinema tickets away as a staff benefit but none of your staff go to the cinema because we can see the spend patterns on open banking they all want to go to Nando's why don't you give them a voucher for that for instance sure. so you can end up you know by providing them with financial health data I think when we when we get there that's going to be immensely powerful and that all comes through the portal but I think just on a, on a standard basis yeah everything that happens with WageStream in the organisation and all the settings are all dictated by the payroll department Excellent. and they have access to those reports well, we're talking a lot with the introduction of things like RPA, Robotic Press Automation, about how payroll positions are going to become a lot more analytical going forward um, and more strategic. I think it's a great example of, you know, if payroll people want parity with HR and they want to really elevate their status, having access to more data through the Correct. way street yeah. and to if, make good yeah. decisions is, is, is a great thing. Definitely. And if you can prove as a payroll professional what you've done is increase retention and productivity, then absolutely, that's a, that's a board level strategic decision, no, no doubt, especially in big industries like a retail hospitality where their you know employee churn is a serious issue yeah sure sure we're going to go to a quick advert break Einstein famously said that insanity was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. We believe it's time to try a new approach to recruitment. JGA Recruitment specialise in recruiting the top 15% of payroll and HR talent using innovative 24-7 attraction strategies that are proven to improve quality of hire, candidate retention and return on investment. De-risk your recruitment process today and hire better talent faster with JGA Recruitment. Visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. So, 
Next question of yourself, Peter. If I was a payroll manager or business owner listening to this podcast, we've gone through loads of details today about the benefits of wage stream, but I want to try and summarise them again in kind of some key deliverables. So if I was coming to Wagestream now, what would the key deliverables be? What would the key summary bullet points be from your perspective, from a sales perspective, if you like, that would make me take action in, in terms of implementing the, the solution sooner rather than later? Yeah, no, I think that the takeaway is this is something that's fundamental um, to an employee's life is when and where they get paid. If you can give um, at them access to get paid as you earn scheme, all the retention and productivity benefits that you can give your organisation should absolutely come from an implementation by a payroll professional. And they should be shouting this stuff from the rooftops. It's not changing process, it's not adding admin, but the benefits are vast. Sure. Fantastic. I totally agree, by the way. I think the payroll industry needs to be ready to move away from the outdated monthly pay cycle. Uh, been there for years, but by modernising the payroll cycle and providing access to instant payments, which obviously you guys do, I personally think, as a recruiter as well, because we want to sell on the benefits of the brand and things that they offer that other brands perhaps don't, I think it could be a really good opportunity for the payroll industry to stamp its mark and raise its profile as a progressive industry. Yes. It doesn't always have that tag, but it could have, while at the same time providing financial freedom for employees and, as you say, contributing to ending the workplace debt. So what's your current view on the payday construct and what other reasons can you highlight that could influence an employer or power manager to take a more proactive approach to alter its natural and I'll say, I mean with devil's advocate, traditional monthly pay cycle? Yeah, I mean look, we, we've, we've again, we all pretend we knew this at the beginning, but we figured that we find that paying people in lump sums every 30 days and then expecting them to go through a month and be mastered by is a pipe dream that will never be realised. Yeah giving flexibility back to that it's one of the last bastards of inflexibility in a workplace is, is the pay cycle and giving flexibility back especially being early adopters of this have huge benefits um, you know so think about it I mean and I know and payroll is a you know is, a, is an admin intense stressful business but sometimes raising your head above the power pit and looking at what's out there this, this, this does change things trust but to, me but to play devil's advocate if it ain't broke why should I try and fix it because it is broke and uh, paying you know holding people away from their earnings is causing a massive problem um, not least in work poverty not least a massive prevalence of you know payday loan providers preying on, on workforces and we just should not allow that and that is the problem Fantastic, but I think uh, I think it's time to open the vault. I don't think there's much more to say. <laughs> You've sold it to me anyway. I'm fully behind progressive um, payroll change, and I think uh, the Wastream solution is something that, 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 that could massively contribute towards that. And uh, I totally agree. And uh, there's no reason we need to stick to the traditional monthly pay cycle of a monthly on a monthly basis if we don't need to. So we're going to open the vault. Entering the vault. One piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now. Be open to new ideas. We know, and I think it's down to the fact that, you know, payroll professionals are under a lot of pressure and stress, but be open to new ideas because this changes everything and this is coming. Excellent. With the benefit of hindsight, what would be the one career decision you would change? I would have not sold biometric hardware in 2001 when fingerprint readers and RS scanners were emerging, but literally they didn't work. <laughs> we tried to sell them, it wasn't going to work. Fair enough. They work now, by the way. So if you had the power of foresight, I might know this already, if you had the power of foresight and could change the entire payroll industry with one action or improvement, what would that action or improvement be? It would be, that it would be waste stream. I mean, you said that one, but it, would, it literally would be a way for people to have access to money they've earned. That changes a huge amount of things. I'd argue that I set that up, but I have this question every <laughs> podcast, so I, yes. <laughs> it just happened to land on your lap. Uh, who motivates you and why? 
Lots of people do really. I think we 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 love some of the like the employers we work with. We work with quite a few companies who are in the top twenty five places to work in Britain um, that see the benefits of not just financial health but all the other things. And I think those leaders are, are leading a lot of change in retail and hospitality and manufacturing, and, and we like spending time with those companies for sure because they really are. That you look after your staff and your staff literally will look after your business it's that simple it's an old adage but it does work um, so we, we like those people <laughs> and I know you don't necessarily work in payroll like a payroll manager would but if you didn't work in payroll under the wage stream banner if you like what would you be doing? Well, I would be playing cricket with aliens. <laughs> I would be, I'd, I'd, I'd just be, uh, I'd, I'd quite, quite happily do that most days. I think. Fantastic. Well, listen, <laughs> there's going to be power managers out there wondering whether, you know, how difficult it is. Are there any test cases you can give? Any client examples? I wasn't going to ask, but I may as well ask, are there any sort of clients you can mention? That are yeah, sure. We, you know, D- D- David Lloyd, Camden Town, like the, these guys are using it to great effect. Um, they've rolled out WageStream and, you know, are seeing the benefits of it for sure. And they're big businesses. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we work with all businesses of all different shapes and sizes. Um, but yeah, it's it's great to see that these guys are moving. We're just about to launch, you know, Stonegate Pubs, fourteen thousand, you know, wow. pub workers. Uh, Shepherd's Neem launched last week, so there's a lot going on, um, and we work across industries. But we certainly see, um, you know, where there's big retention issues or productivity issues. Those, are, you know, where where there seems to be the early adopters of this for sure. Sure, it tends to be some hospitality, retail. Hospitality, retail, manufacturing, but we're starting to, we just launched our first public sector clients wow. as well. Okay. And it's, it's less about retention in those businesses, it's far more about financial health because you know, the NHS, for instance, are the biggest, you know, they, they take more payday loans than any other industry. That's a real problem for them. Well, fantastic. Well, listen, I want to give a huge thank you, Peter, for joining me on the podcast today. Obviously, for anyone interested in finding out more about WageStream, you can go to wagestream.co.uk and also check out Peter Griffith's LinkedIn profile, which is linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Peter Griffith. Uh, that's about everything we've got time for today. So thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, fill them through to myself or fill them through to Peter. Otherwise, we'll be speaking to you all again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Dave. You've been listening to the Payroll Podcast with Nick Day of JGA Recruitment, specialist payroll recruiters. If you would like to feature on a future podcast, please contact us. For a wealth of world-class payroll content, please visit us at jgarecruitment.com. See you next week.